Welcome to Outfield Ivy. I'm Rafa. I'm AJ. And I'm Drew. And today we're bringing you another baseball history episode. Um, you know, week to week we like to bring you guys a little bit of baseball info. And today we're going to be talking about the Tampa Bay Rays. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Hardcore Media. Check Put out all the productions. Yeah. Alright, so the origins of the Tampa Bay Rays... So, in order to start off, let's talk about what Tampa Bay is, uh, really. Um, so, Tampa Bay actually consists of the cities of Tampa and St. Petersburg, Florida. So, the idea of bringing pro baseball to the city of St. Petersburg was first brought up in the 1960s, and there were many unsuccessful attempts all throughout that time, from the 80s all the way up to the 90s. The Minnesota Twins, the San Francisco Giants, the Chicago White Sox, Texas Rangers, and Seattle Mariners all considered moving their teams to Tampa or St. Petersburg, um, but they ultimately ended up staying where and we all know them today. Florida Suncoast Dome, Tropicana Field, built in 1990 without having a team to play there. In, ni- in 95, the MLB awarded two new expansion franchises to the Tampa Bay Group and to the Arizona Sports Group, the Diamondbacks. The teams were scheduled to begin playing in 1998. Before the Rays began playing in the Suncoast Dome, it was renamed the Thunderdome, home of the Thunder Bay Lightning, which is the national hockey uh, is a team of the NHL, and the Tampa Bay Storm, which is part of the AFL, which is Arena Football League. Thunderdome. And Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really happy they changed that name. <laughs> I like that. Like it's like if you're like Ted, it's pretty entertaining, I guess. Yeah, if you're ten. <laughs> And um, once the Rays were, were situated there, they got the, the naming rights were sold to Tropicana. Um, so currently in St. Petersburg, Florida, um, they're part of the American League East Division, and Tropicana Field has always been their home to this day. Name short, the name shortened from Devil Rays to Rays in 2008. Yeah, so um, I guess they wanted to go away from the Manta, like the Manta Ray, mm-hmm. and wanted to go more towards like the sun, sh- like a sunlight, you know, yeah. like a ray mm-hmm. of sunshine. And I think that's pretty cool. That's a little clever. Like I never thought of like a ray of sunshine being as a team. And it doesn't sound too cheesy just calling it the Rays because I didn't, I didn't know that before, honestly. Yeah, neither did I. And I mean, that makes a lot of sense when you look at the uniforms. You know, they went from having the Manta Ray on there to the Sunspot, which I kind of. At first glance, I just thought it was there for style. I didn't really know it was there for, uh, you know, for to symbolize the team, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool, like, that the Tampa Bay Rays go that extra mile with doing a lot with the uniforms and fields that we'll touch about, about it later. Mm-hmm. That's and, a good rebranding. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. You know, they're... And this is like what this is about to be their thirtieth year into the into the season. So yeah, founded in uh, in ninety eight. We're here in twenty eighteen. So pretty cool. And um, <clears throat> so right now, um, after Evan Longoria being traded, you know, uh, my personal opinion is that Chris Archer is like the face of the franchise. He was drafted by the Indians in the fifth round back in 06, Went from the Cubs, and then the Rays acquired him, and he made his uh, MLB debut in twenty twelve. And he got his first win on September 19th, 2012, against the Boston Red Sox, which, you know, big rivalry there. And to now, uh, to this date, his record is 51-63. to He has a 3.63 ERA, 1,044 strikeouts, a 1.2 whip, 
and two-time All-Star appearances in 2015, 2017, which is pretty good for a guy that's only been in the league. For, has only what like five, five, seasons five seasons under his belt, five pro seasons under his belt for sure. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about him being like the new face for now? Um, I definitely can see it. Uh, they, these guys have a, some up-and-comers coming up uh, in the minor leagues, but for right now, I'd say Chris Archer is definitely their their main their main like household name, I guess. Yep. Um, let's move on to notable years and notable players. Um, Evan Longoria, a Tampa Bay legend, now plays for the San Francisco Giants. He played for the Rays from 2008 to 2017, and he was a big factor in the World Series contending team of 2008. He had one of the Rays' biggest hits in which he hit a walk-off home run in extra innings in the last game of 2011 season, sending them to a postseason, and he secured a wild-card spot. Yeah, so if we could just stop there real quick, like, how awesome is that, you know? Like, last game of the season, you're up to bat, extra innings. That's just, like, everyone's dream. When you want to go to the game, that's kind of what you want to see, you know? Like, that game-ending blow of your your home team going on. And not only that, they got a wild-card berth out of it. Everybody loves a walk-off except the losing pitcher. Except the losing pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Devastating. Yeah. Also, he was remembered for his first postseason game as well as the Rays for hitting two home runs against the White Sox, giving them their first postseason win 6-4. to four. Third overall pick by the Rays in 2006, he was also a Rookie of the Year and was an MLB All-Star. Yeah, when he came up on 08, yeah, you know, he, he had both of that. And he's a legend, you know, um, for sure for the Rays. He, right now he holds the franchise records for home runs, doubles and rook and rbis and uh yeah another prominent player uh, that was in the Rays franchise <clears throat> most famously i guess known as the rookie um you know they made a movie about him was jim morris uh he was a 35 year old high school teacher but he could throw 98 miles per hour which is something that man i mean That's back crazy. then he, not that many people can do now we're kind of starting to see it a little more and more with better pitching techniques and mechanics but to be able to throw 98 miles per hour back when when he was playing was uh, pretty pretty darn impressive. The cops pull him over for <laughs> for speeding. <laughs> for speech. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but um, I I do know that that was one of the ways that like, he was able to clock his pitching was using one of those uh, like speed things on the highway, mm-hmm. and he would just toss the baseball or well in the movie he tosses a baseball pass. Oh, like the automated up. ones that yeah, are just yeah. there telling you your speed. And it ring, and it rings up 98, and it's just like wow. Um, I, he moved up to the minor leagues pretty quickly. Um, he was convinced, actually, to go try out for the team. I mean, being a 35-year-old, it's kind of late in your career at that point um, for anyone to start out. And he only played 15 innings over 21 games, and he finished off with an earn-run average of a 4.08, or 4.80. So another, another legend, we got Wade Boggs. You know, he's the only Hall of Famer from the Rays. And his number 12 was retired on April 7th, 2000. Uh, his first home run in Devil Rays history was on March 31st, 1998. Yeah, so he hit the first home run in Devil Rays history. He was the first player to hit a home run for that team. So awesome. And and he also reached his three, his third, his 3,000th hit with the Rays on August 7th, 1999. And he was the first player to make his 3,000th hit a home run. 
Yeah, and it's pretty crazy too because there's only two other players that have done that, um, make their 3,000 hit a home run, and that would be Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez. So, you know, pretty good company. Yeah, and so interesting fact about about <clears throat> Wade Boggs and like the his first home run as a double ray and his 3,000. There's two yellow seats on out of all the blue seats in Tropicana Field in right field that mark where each ball was landed and that's pretty cool that's like a nice tribute to have to Wade Bog. yeah and then each each seat has a um, like a little metal plaque on it that tells you which seat was which so which one was his 3000th home run or I'm sorry 3000th hit and which one was the first home run in the team's history also he was a 12 time all-star that's a lot that's a lot, yeah, of, a lot of times yeah and he also earned two gold gloves at third base and so the only other person to have a, a retired number um, is Don Zimmer, but he was actually a former senior advisor to the Rays, and his number was 66, and it was retired in 2015. But uh, Wade Boggs is the only play, Tampa Bay Ray player to have his number retired, obviously besides Jackie Robinson, which is everyone, yeah. everyone has his number retired. Retired throughout baseball, yeah. In the, 2000, in the year 2000, beginning of... Rivalry with Boston Red Sox after Devil Ray Gerald Williams was hit by Pedro Martinez and he charged the mound. So there's a full-on fight, like a hockey fight, pretty much? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Um, I mean, that really definitely changed the, the whole makeup of the game. Uh, the game was definitely full of retaliation hits and uh, the couple of rejections. In 2005... Uh, there's a game with two bench-clearing fights and media war of words between Rays manager Lou Pinella and Boston pitcher Kurt Schilling. Yeah. There's a lot of fights in this uh, team, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, when you, when you got that first rivalry kind of starting to gas up and, you know, players remember that. <laughs> players will remember, you know, that, that heated moment. Plus, both teams being in the AL East, um, they definitely see each other a lot. So, uh, after a while, one team can kind of get fed up with another, and they'll start going at it. Yeah, the tensions just grow. Mm -hmm. And then in, in the 2008 season, it brought their first winning season, their first AL East championship, and their first pennant. And they were obviously led by Joe Madden. So they went on to beat Boston for the AL East title, but then they lost to the Phillies in the World Series. So it's a pretty... Cool feat that they accomplished all that in, in that 08 season, you know, and that really just changed the franchise around. Like, everyone started to take them more seriously. Yeah, and I mean, pretty impressive, too, to do it in 10 years. You know, uh, most of the teams that we talked about have been in the league for decades at this point. And for these, you know, this relatively young team to kind of come up and, and do something that quickly, it's pretty impressive. I don't blame them for win never winning a World Series uh, championship because they were just established in 1998. Yeah. They still, they're pretty young, whereas, let's say, like, the Cubs or something are, like, 100, 100 years old. I mean, sorry, they're plus, very old. Yeah. 100 plus years old, yeah. I mean, but they only have three, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. It's not easy to win one. It can't all be the Yankees. can't all be the Yankees. Yeah. Um, controversies, facts... Interesting stuff. Um, their rivals are the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. I guess one more than the other because they started fights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously there's a great tension between the Red Sox and the Yankees. And, you know, 
Tampa Bay's come up, and it's like, oh, it's the little brother we pick on. They're not doing nothing serious. But then 08 comes, and, you know, they start doing start doing better. They're they're getting in the postseason, and now it's like, ah, all right, let's take this stuff serious, right? Yeah, tensions are also kind of high, like, in the Tampa Bay area, just because New York's, uh, New York's spring training is down in Tampa. So it really kind of divides the fan base down there. It's really cool when you have yeah such a historic franchise team like the Yankees coming down every you know every spring training getting ready to play uh, the regular season, and you have the young up and coming Rays you know trying to make a name for themselves. It kind of I guess it, it can create a little bit of tension between hometown fans. Yeah. They also have a rivalry with interstate team Miami Marlins. They play a four series game called uh, game series called the Citrus Series. The Rays have won ten of those series, while the Marlins have won nine. So pretty close. Uh, the record is fifty five to fifty two Marlins. Yeah, and I can see that tipping towards Tampa Bay this year for sure, and probably over the next upcoming years too. I think that they'll have the upper hand in that Citrus Series for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with that Marlins rebuild. It yeah, reminds me of like the Packers and uh, Bears kind of uh, standing because Packers just took them over. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for Bears fans right now. It's hard for us. Yeah. But yeah, um, so, yeah, the team doesn't have any World Series, but they have they have pretty good, pretty good culture over there, and, you know, they're going somewhere. Yeah, and, um, so, I mean... Being a younger team, that's kind of all we really have on the Rays. Um, yeah, that's all we have on the Rays. Um, they are a very young franchise team, so there isn't too much history about them. So I guess this will be a somewhat of a short one. So that means just look out, because that means there's more history to be written, right? Each team has rich history, so that just like the Evan Longoria moments, you know, like that's going to be moralized forever for that franchise, you know? Mm-hmm. So getting to see that... It's pretty cool for like upcoming franchises because it's like, oh, like, we got to see that piece of history for that franchise or something like that. That it was a defining moment for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Like 08 was of them them calling up Evan Longoria finally getting to the World Series. Like th- their team has finally made the postseason like three or four times since that, you know. And like I said, keep an eye out for these prospects. I mean, we got plenty of players coming up all over the league, but the. The, the Rays definitely ha- have some good guys up in their farm system coming up soon. Yeah. Um, and with that, yeah, here we go, guys. Uh, that was just another episode of Outfield Ivy. I'm Rafa. I'm AJ. And I'm Drew. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Take it easy.